The pterodactyl, Tariq Skubal, is flying high on his rehab assignment. Is Jackson Holiday the best upcoming prospect in the MLB? Join us today where we provide you with the best must-add players for your watch list and IL on this action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I am your host, Dominic Martino, here as always, and back and better than ever, my co-host, Matthew Ane. Yo, yo. Thanks, Dom, for coming for me yesterday. Of course, you know I got you, as you always got me. That's why we're brothers. And you can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. If you listen on one like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. It goes a long way to help grow the podcast and the outreach. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. Subscribe to the channel. Also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. Also, once again, if you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. This episode is brought to you by the GameTime app. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices always guaranteed. Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team's secret weapon, where we provide you with the best must-add players for your watch list and IL. And Matt, my brother, uh, I can't bury the lead. The pterodactyl's up first. Take it away. All right. Um... Let's talk about Mr. Terrox Schoolbull, uh, Mr. Paradoctal himself. My guy is, uh, you know, working his way back. Had about three starts in the minors, um, A-plus and AAA. Looking mighty solid. Eight innings pitched so far, 12 Ks. Hasn't given up a run yet and has a .5 whip. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And, if guys, if you don't know who he is, let me remind you. Last year, you know, before he went down with the injury, he had about 117 innings pitched. Had 117 strikeouts to go with that. He had a 3.52 ERA and a 1.156 WHIP. He always seems to just like put a couple moments of genius together and then kind of tease you into what he could be. But then last year he kind of got it together and was you know a little sleepy deepy deeper, and you know came out of nowhere and was pretty damn good. And unfortunately, was riddled with injuries. So him coming back this year puts him at a valuable standpoint. I think he's about two or three starts away. You might want to start considering to add him now to your IL if you have the spot and you're not riddled with injuries. Or if you can hold him just for a little bit because if you're sitting pretty in first, he's somebody that can just be that extra bonus on your lineup where pitching has been very hard to come by off the waivers. So the pterodactyl himself could very well be your greatest pickup all season in terms of pitching. Yeah, Matt, I still love that you possibly came up with the best nickname in all of baseball. I mean, the pterodactyl, it just like fits. Big lefty, 6'3", 240 pounds. 
the velocity has been up across those minor league starts that Matt gave you the numbers on that look fantastic. He had that breakout last year, uh, breakout year last year before he went down with, I believe it was, let me double check, a flexor um, flexor tendon surgery he got last year. Uh, unfortunately, that derailed the season, breakout year. Uh, you know, the pterodactyl Tariq Skubal, still only 26 years old. I think there's a lot of upside with him. But, Matt, I think he did a great job covering him. I'll just say that he's 26% owned on Yahoo. Stash him while you can. Don't wait till the last minute. Let's move on to somebody else that actually has kind of been on a little tear before he went down and got hurt, and it's Zach Neto. I mean, Neto was looking pretty good for, you know, those last couple of weeks. He got those uh, season numbers looking a lot better. 24 runs, six homers, 22 RBIs, five steals, 259 batting average for Neto. Uh, let me give you those last, you know, two weeks, though, before he got hurt. He was looking a lot better, to be honest with you, Neto. Neto, over, yeah, over the last two weeks, eight runs, three homers, four RBIs, two steals, 391 batting average. Now, Neto was a kid that down in the minors, you know, he had a lot of talent. Wasn't a super highly touted prospect, but he had some pedig- uh, pedigree to him. You know, kid six foot, one eighty five. Not not a huge dude, but um, I want to give you some of those minor league statistics before he got called up. It was only seven games this year in the minors for Neto, but during that time he had twenty seven at bats, ten runs, a double, three homers, ten RBIs, three steals, six walks to eight strikeouts, which you love to see. Show some plate discipline and a four forty four batting average. And the year prior, thirty seven games for Neto uh, in the minors across Double A and Single A. He had 44 hits, nine of those were doubles, five of them home runs, a triple, 27 ribs, five steals. Plays discipline, once again, was pretty solid at 12 walks to 33 strikeouts and a 299 batting average. Like I said, you know, Neto is, you know, 13th pick in the draft in 2022, has a lot of upside, has a little bit of speed, a little bit of power, nice little combo. And Neto's only 8% owned. So in those deeper leagues, you know, you could definitely stash him right now. When he comes back, I know shortstop's been a battle this year with a lot of guys underperforming, like the Tim Andersons, the Carlos Correas. If you're hurting there and you have the IL spot, you could definitely stash Neto. And I think, you know, we're going to see some good things coming from him once he gets back from that injury. And I'm not sure exactly when that's going to be, but I think it should be sooner than later. Yeah, and uh, just a comment on those last two guys you mentioned. I kind of called that. But anyway. You did. You did. I can't lie. I, Matt, Matt, you get the credit on those guys, you know, especially Correa. Correa has been doo-doo garbage. Yeah, not, not to take a victory lap yet or anything, but, you know, I called that. Um, <laughs> I love Zach Neto. Uh, it's funny enough, like, I caught a little flack for saying, like, yo, he was going to be pretty good. It just took him a little time to adjust to the bigs. I, I liked what happened right up until he hurt himself. Hurt himself. So hopefully Zach Noto can return to form and pick up right where he left off. Great take, Dom. Let's move on here. Let's talk about somebody I drafted everywhere that ended up shooting me in the back uh, pretty hard, and that's Mr. Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright was coming off a monstrous year and was primed to do so before he went down with that shoulder injury in the beginning of the season. And then, again, later in the season. You know, last year he had 21 wins and 180 innings pitched, 174 Ks, a 319 ERA with a 116 whip. He was absolutely lights lights out last year. Kyle Wright really looked like between him and Strider, you were like, wow, where is this coming from? And I really did like what he was bringing to the table this year. The injury to his shoulder, you know, I didn't think it was going to come back to bite him again. But when he came back, he didn't look right. You know, with a 5.79 ERA and a 1.177 whip with only 20 Ks and only got, got to about 18 innings pitch, you could clearly tell, like, yo, the shoulder was still bothering him. 
They moved him to the 60-day IL. He's still not coming back until August, but he's somebody you should at least keep in the back of your mind here and should consider at least watching him and then possibly adding him to your IL if you can stash him. Like people that are in first or second, they can kind of spare holding him. Like are probably the this is the right time to do it. He's still 62% owned. So he's out there in about 38% of leagues. So like you really should consider him because if he does come back and hit, like geez, like Kyle Wright could be great this year for you. And on top of that, just like one last piece of note here. Like, you know, Kyle Wright not only could just be like a quick little stint here, he can actually provide a lot of fantasy value. And as this time goes on, you know, he's probably going to get dropped more and more as more guys fall and more people are going to have to hold more long-term value players. So Kyle Wright might be popping up on your on your waivers at any time. And probably the best time to add him is during the All-Star break that's coming up where you scoop him up during that free week where you shouldn't have to worry about too many ads. So Kyle Wright might be your guy for you. Matt, that's a very strong take on Kyle Wright. I, I, I agree with mostly everything that you said. I, I wouldn't, I'm going to add my two cents real quick, and it, it won't be too long here because I agree with pretty much everything you said there. The only thing I will say is that I could see 2022 being Kyle Wright's career year. I don't think he's ever going to win 20 games again. I, I don't know about that. 319 ERA. Um, the whip was also stellar. At, no, the whip was 115, so I could see that. But I don't know if he's going to get to that win total and suppress the runs that the way he, you know, did in 2022. But I could see Kyle Wright being like a 3-5, 3-6 ERA type guy right under that K per nine. He'll win a decent amount of games with the Braves and the one one five whip might stick. So when you add Kyle Wright, I think just tap across and have your, you know, um, expectations tampered a little bit because I, I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be great. But up next, we're going to talk about a second baseman that was uh, destroying the baseball for Tampa Bay before he got hurt. We're going to talk about a bunch of prospects. You know, I teased the one at the top, and my, oh, my, I got the Orioles fitted on today for a reason. And then somebody that was, you know, on his way, you know, a Miami Marlins starting pitcher that was on his way to, you know, turning his uh, season around before he got injured. But real quick, have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to check out the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy-to-find and buy tickets of every kind for all the events in your area, images and views from the seats you'll be sitting in lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection i mean there's a reason it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem the code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price always guaranteed and as always, we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow where we talk about the best must-add, must-trade for end-away players. Guys, also real quick, we're almost at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube and we couldn't have done it without you. If you enjoy the show and want to help us out, 
please share our podcast with a few friends who also love fantasy baseball or baseball in general. We'd be truly grateful for your support in this journey to 2,000 subscribers. And guys, you almost got us there already, so we truly appreciate everything you've done and continue to do to support Locked On Fantasy Baseball. But Matt, as always, that's a lot for me, my brother. You want to grab this next guy? Yeah, I got you, bro. Thank you, sir. All right, let's talk about Mr. Brandon Lowe. Now, anybody who drafted Brandon Lowe is, like, super depressed that he got hurt for the umpteen time. But, hey, when – oh, why'd that happen? That was my there? fault. That was so, me. <laughs> okay, don't let it happen again. Sorry, guys. If you're not – if you're listening on the uh, – listening and not watching here, Dom loves to, you know, mess with the names here. I'm like, what's going on? But, um, anyway, uh, Brandon Lowe has just been monstrous to start off the year. Like, you know, he's doing his regular batting everything where he doesn't hit for much. Oh, but it's everything under the sun. So to start off at 176 at-bats, he had 26 runs, nine bombs, 29 ribs, three stolen bases, which is actually a nice little chip in for him. And, you know, the nice little 205, but whatever. Lowe is uh, now available in uh, 41% of leagues. He's 59% owned. So if he's out there, you should go ahead and start stashing him. He's almost ready for baseball activities. And quite honestly, they might rush him back because depending on how the Rays are looking and they kind of want to make a push, they might just rush him back and get him back out there because Brandon Lowe is the power of that lineup, in my opinion, and he is a force to be reckoned with. So Brandon Lowe could be somebody you might be saying thank you in a couple weeks. And second base is a little rough anyway, so Lowe may be your guy. Yeah, with, with uh, big time Brandon, the he started off the year so hot, and I was like seeing those flashes of that 2021 season where uh, Brandon Lau, Brandon Lowe, whichever one it is, I always get confused with all of them. You know, uh, that year he had 149. 2021, uh, Brandon Lau had 149 games played, 535 at bats, 97 runs, 31 doubles, 39 bombs, 99 RBI, seven steals, and that 247 batting average. If he could get anywhere near that again, you're talking about a guy that that's like, where did we take Kyle Schwarber in the drafts coming into this year? Uh, very, very close to that. Um, you know, and the thing is, like I said, he started off the year on fire. The numbers on the year aren't horrible, as Matt, you know, mentioned, with the batting average just being a little bit, you know, abysmal. But I think he gets that batting average up a lot closer to the career 244 number than, you know, the 205 he's at. So that means a hot stretch for, you know, Brandon Lau by the time he gets his way back. But, Matt, you did a great job of covering him. Once again, you know, um, he's on his way back. I Maybe by the All-Star break, maybe a little bit sooner than that. We'll see how things progress here. But, you know, definitely stash uh, Brandon Lowe-Lau if you got the, you know, got the IL spot because I think he could do big things when he returns. Let's move on to this next guy here, and it's Edward Cabrera. I, I'll tell you this. I picked up Edward Cabrera right before I think it was a start against um, the Oakland Athletics. And when was that? Let me check when was that. That start was on June 2nd. So I picked him up right before that start, and I was so thrilled. I got the six innings, the 10Ks, the no earned, quality start. He just looked fantastic. And then he went out there against KC, five innings, got the win, one run, only four Ks. But, hey, that's all right. You'll take it with the 080 whip for, you know, Cabrera. Kids got all the talent in the world. You know, uh, it's been a struggle for Miami's pitching this year so far, to be honest, between Lazardo, Alcantara, you know, uh, Steady Eddie. It's, it's been nothing but steady, actually, to be honest with you. And it's been a really uh, 
tough ride here. I think they all, you know, right the ship at some point. The talent is too elite with all three of those guys for them to continue to pitch like this for the rest of the year. But you know what? Um, it is a shoulder injury for, you know, Edward Cabrera. They're saying it doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, too, too serious. Uh, the MRIs and everything came back clean. So it looks like he's maybe going to miss, you know, maybe two to three starts over, you know, the next couple of weeks here. But when Eddie comes back, I think, you know, those two nice starts he had before he got hurt and that loss to Seattle, I think he could right the ship and there's a lot, a lot of upside. You know, Edward Cabrera's 48% owned. I think that's going to drop over the next couple of weeks. Like Matt said, I forgot, I think Matt said it with Kyle Wright. When that all-star break comes around, that's the time you really want to look at your team and say, hey, do I have IL spots open? Uh, who's the best stashes? And you come and you listen to these episodes that we do once a week talking about the best stashes for your watch list and your IL. And you pick some of these guys, you know, for the positions you need. And you wind up with guys like Edward Cabrera, the Pterodactyl, Kyle Wright, and, you know, everyone that we've already talked about and we will talk about and say, you know, these are some pretty solid names. Let me add them to my team to put my team over the top for this run to your Locked On Fantasy Championship. Yeah, buddy. Great take, man. Edward Cabrera, Mr. Strikeout, everybody. Mr. Swing and a miss. Mr. I get blown up all the time, but I like Edward Cabrera's upside. You know, we'll see what he could do. Great take, man. Let's talk about a let's talk about a prospect moving forward here. Let's talk about Mr. Colt Keith. Uh Detroit Tiger, great prospect. 6'2, 211 pounds. He's a big boy. Uh only thing I'm gonna say is this kid puts on like another like 10, 15 pounds, and man oh man, he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with at 6'2. But 211's a nice size here. I do like him a lot, actually. Funny enough, you sit here and you break him down, and you look at what he's been doing this year with 228 at bats. 42 runs, 16 doubles, two triples, 14 bombs already, 47 runs, two stolen bases, batting a really nice 325. Kid looks good. And even last year in the minors, he showed off he has a little bit of pop because, man, he had 193 at bats last year, and he had nine home runs, and he was still batting about 301. Like, he has batting average. He could chip in a few steals. He looks like he might have some power, and he's you know, a guy that's going to put it back to the ball is going to get it done. The only downside is he plays for Detroit. So it's going to be harder to hit those dingers out of the stadium when he does get the call. But at the same time, hey, if the power is legit and he's 6'2", six, 211, six, two, two he might be able to get it or go for a yard even in Detroit. You know, you can't really rule it out. The only time you ever let a stadium affect the player is legitimately with pitching. Other than that, you know, with bats, the ball can fly out of the park. They hit the ball 400 feet sometimes. Like, things happen. Like, Cole Keith can do that. Now, I'm not going to say this kid's a sure thing, but I do like this kid a lot in terms of that. And you should really keep an eye out on him. He could be up any day now, but at the same time, you know, it could be a cup of coffee in three months. I mean, it's it's a very wide range of possibilities with Cole Keith. We shall see what happens, but it's a name you should keep in the back of your mind and keep watching. Keep following this kid because if he does get the call, he may be somebody I'm running to go get because he has third and second base eligibility, and that's Cole Keith. Yeah, uh, man, that's a great breakdown of Cole Keith, actually. I'll compare him to a former, you know, Detroit player, somebody that, Matt, I know you're very familiar with and that you love, Nick Castellanos. You know, Nick Castellanos, you know, was a big dude as well. I believe he's around 6'4", 200-plus pounds, and he didn't hit for a lot of, you know, huge power seasons in Detroit. But, um, you know, as I'm looking at, you know, Castellanos's, you know, um, baseball reference, he did have a 26 bomb season there in Detroit, 27 bomb season, 23 bomb season. 
So, you know, Cole Keith obviously is not going to get a full season there, but if he can hit on a 25-plus homer pace, you know, the runs in the RBIs aren't going to be fantastic, but the batting average, you know, across um, Colt Keith's minor league career is what's really impressive to me. He's kind of just always gotten it done, always been very close to a 300 hitter. So if you're talking about a guy, you know, 25-plus bomb pace, could chip in a few steals, very, very solid batting average at third base, which has been a horrible position um, in fantasy baseball so far. You know, a lot of guys have been disappointing at third base as well. And who's Detroit running out there? Nick Maton? Is Nick Maton really, you know, going to stop, you know, a high-end prospect like Colt Keith from getting that, you know, run here at the end of the season, you know, in Detroit? I think Detroit should do what kind of Cincinnati and Baltimore, you know, is hopefully going to do and uh, just throw throw everybody out there. Throw, throw all the young guns out there, see what you got, and prepare for next season, you know, when they get Mize back, when Matt Manning and everybody else is, you know, kind of back from all those injuries and, you know, have gotten things going. But real quick, guys, we're going to, you know, talk about uh, upcoming. Like I said, you know, I got the Baltimore, you know, fitted on for a reason. We got a top prospect from the Texas Rangers and a couple of flamethrowers. Well, one of them is not a flamethrower. One of them is a couple of starting pitching prospects that you definitely need to know about coming up after this. All right, guys, thanks for bearing with us through the break. And, uh, Matt, should I take him? I, I think I'm going to take him. I think I got the I got the Baltimore fitted on, and I, I kind of want to talk about this guy. All right, so, you know, somebody I'm regretting not taking in one of my big league drafts because I was, I was going to go him and Drew Jones up top, but, you know, I, I passed on Jackson Holiday like a, like a bozo. But, man, uh, am I, I haven't really been excited about a prospect like this in a while, and just Jackson Holiday looks every bit like his father, Matt Holiday. This kid's the real deal, 19 years old. Kid is uh, lighting the baseball world on fire. 58 games for Jackson Holiday in the minors uh, across, you know, um, A and uh, low A. Uh, 209 at-bats, 52 runs, 69 hits, 13 doubles, 5 triples, 7 homers, 42 RBIs, 18 steals, and the plate discipline. Oh, my God. Guys, he's got 53 walks to 52 strikeouts, 330 batting average. He's he's the real deal. I will say this. He's 19 years old, and Baltimore has a lot of other prospects ahead of him. But I just kind of wanted to talk about Jackson Holiday. If you're not familiar with Jackson Holiday, I mean, you really need to familiarize yourself with this guy, he was number one overall pick in 2022. You know, his dad was big leaguer Matt Holiday, who, you know, former Yankee, uh, I believe he played for the Rockies as well. And um, I think he played for St. Louis there too for a little bit. And the guy was just the perennial all-star. The son looks like he's going to pick up right where the dad left off. And the kid's going to be the number one prospect sooner than later in all of baseball. So familiarize yourself with the name Jackson Holiday. Be ready for next year. He might not be much of a this year guy, but, you know, there's definitely a chance he can get a cup of coffee if he keeps playing like this. But once again, Jackson Holiday, one of the best prospects in all of baseball. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of more of like a keeper kind of dynasty take on it. Because in my opinion, there's no shot in hell he's getting called up this year, not even for a cup of coffee. But one thing I'm going to say is this kid may be the next Juan Soto next year where like, you know, he gets that call up right from double A because he's just performing too well for them to keep him down. He may even will himself onto the team after two weeks of, you know, with the, you know, he's got to go and figure out his ground ball issue. You know, AR quotes, you know, he's got to get some more control. Um, But cough, cough. Look at, look at Jordan Walker now. Cough, cough. Jordan Walker. Exactly. Um, Jackson Holiday is going to be honestly incredible. I'm pissed I didn't get him in the same league Dom's talking about. Just didn't make it all the way back to me. You're a bozo. 
But anyway. <laughs> I, I, I said it first. I said I was a bozo first. I openly admitted it. Yeah, it's fine. As long as you know it's, you know, it's bozo anonymous here. But anyway, yes. I really do love Jackson Holiday. This kid is legit. So, like, if you're in a dynasty league, you're not scooping him up. But, like, here's the thing. We're going to bring him up probably at the end of the season. This is something we like to tell our friends. Um, you know, last week of your, you know, right before the, the playoffs, you know, you try to add like a top prospect to your roster and you try to hold on to them so that you can carry them into the next year. If they do break camp or, you know, if they're going to be called up in two weeks, like, you know, you might want to keep them if your team is in that position where you don't have too many options. Anyway, Jackson Holiday could be somebody you're considering. Jackson Holiday, great person. But let's move on. We spent way too much time on this kid. All right. Um, so, sorry, guys. You can tell how much we love him. We got about three names to go. We're going we're gonna to fire shoot this now. Mr. Evan Carter. And he, no, not the Backstreet Boy. And no, not the brother. Uh, you know, we, I'm sorry. <laughs> that threw me for a loop there. Um, you know, prospect for, you know, the, uh, the Texas Rangers. Kids, kids got some good stuff at six foot two, 190 pounds, you know, a little skinny for my taste, but Hey, at how old is this kid at 20 years old? There's still time to put on a lot of meat. And again, this is a, you know, a later play. I don't foresee him making the team, but you know, this is, he's a kid you need to keep an eye on right now. He's having a really, really good spring, uh, not spring training. God, it's one of those days, minor league season. And I'm enjoying it right now. 169 at bats, 29 runs, five doubles, a triple, five bombs, 27 ribs, 10 stolen bases, batting about 278. You know, he has a lot of upside. You know, going into this year, I had him in like my top 50, I mean, I think even maybe higher um, prospect rankings because I do, I do like Evan Carter a lot in, in that sense. The Rangers are only getting better. You know, I, I, the fact that he is an outfielder in there is going to be fun. They need some. They need some. They need some juice in that lineup. So it's imminent that he may get the cup of coffee at the end of the year. But at the same time, next year is I think when we're going to see him. So again, same category as Jackson Holiday, where hey, you might want to stash him to go into next year. Yeah, Matt, great take on Evan Carter. You know, power speed guy. Uh, if he does wind up in that lineup, we all know how good Texas has been. Definitely just a name to keep an eye on, Evan Carter. Not like, as Matt said, not sure if he's going to get the call this year, but it's definitely possible. Uh, Mitch Garver gets hurt again. You know, they really don't really have a, you know, a DH. They got to move guys around. I could see it happening. But, you know, that's really all on Evan Carter. Matt, I think you covered him very, very well. Thank you, sir. Let's let's move on. You're welcome, sir. Let's move on to Kyle Harrison. You know, um, this guy is actually, you know, very, very, you know, high-end pitching prospect for, you know, the San Francisco Giants. Very, very good ballpark to pitch in. Now, I don't know if they are going to call Kyle Harrison up this year. They should. You know, he's pitching great in AAA. I don't know how much he has left to prove. 3-4-2 ERA for Harrison across 14 starts, 47 innings, a whopping 80 strikeouts. And the whip is a little high at a one three seven. so maybe they just want him to work on that control. But as I mentioned earlier in the year on this podcast, you know, we've heard from guys like Bryce Miller, and I forget, maybe it was like Gavin Stone and uh, somebody else that talked about how their teams were, you know, kind of 
dictating what pitches they were throwing in the minors because they want them to work on certain things. Now, I can't guarantee that's the case with Kyle Harrison, but I wouldn't be shocked as, you know, a lot of minor league pitchers, you know, have been coming up saying, hey, you know, uh, the team wanted me to throw A, B, and C pitches when I really want to throw, you know, uh, D, E, and F pitches. So with Kyle Harrison, you know, I, I think the upside is there. Highly touted arm. Strikeout upside is real. He suppresses runs. I think the control is something that might come on a little bit later. But if you, you know, want to take a chance on, you know, a guy that's got a decent fastball, you know, maxes out about 94, 95, decent change up. He throws a slider and a cutter. He's got like a great range of pitches that he throws so he can keep batters off balance. Give Kyle Harrison a shot. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? Guys like Kyle Harrison do a lot of things like Blake Snell did early in his career. Where like they just try to strike out everybody under the sun, and then the control ends. They they don't really worry as much as their ball placement, which means they end up walking a little bit more, walking too many guys. So Kyle Harrison will just eventually get told to go rein that in. So it is what it is. But let's move on here. I don't want to go too far. Great take, Dom. You know we don't need another Jackson Holiday segment. Let's talk about <laughs> our, let's talk about our last guy here, Drew, Drew Thorpe, I believe is how it's said. Thorpe. 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 Thorpey. Okay, Mr. Thorpe. You know, uh, prospect for the New York Yankees, 22 years old, six foot four, 190 pounds, skinny dude, kind of like the Tristan McKenzie of the world. And uh, that's like saying, you know, Voldemort here, but let's not go there right now. Uh, you know, he looks really good. He's on an older, an older spectrum here. So I think there's a possibility they may call him up at some point during this year if, he gets, if we see him get promoted to double A. He's already pitching in A-plus. He's having a great season down there in 64 innings pitched. He has 79 strikeouts. He has a 2.64 ERA with a 1.129 whip. Those are great numbers. Yankees kind of somewhat need a pitching, you know, depending on how Herman starts looking or if he decides to get himself suspended again. <laughs> uh, if Rodone ever returns. You know, if we need a little influx, you know, all it takes for a pitcher is to go to A-plus, perform pretty well, and then there's a chance that they get called up right from there. It happens frequent enough where this is a possibility, so just keep an eye on Thrope. But otherwise, you know, next year is probably going to be the year where he actually gets the time, I think, at age 23. Yeah, uh, another guy that, like, you know, Matt said with um, Drew Thorpe here, I don't know if he necessarily gets the call this year. But you're in your keepers and dynasty leagues, if you're looking for, you know, a name to go out there and either add to your watch list or maybe, hey, you got that extra spot. You didn't know where to throw your ad. Give Thorpe a shot. The kid's got, you know, pretty good stuff. It's not really his fastball. His fastball is a little underwhelming. He has a very good changeup, though. Breaking stuff is solid as well. So, you know, the kid's got strikeout upside. And as Matt said, the Yankees, could you always use another pitcher? Which I think Montas has done the whole year. Rodone at this point, a lost season, lost cause at this point. Uh, Clark Schmidt hasn't really been getting the job done. The Yankees kind of been mixing, uh, mixing and matching, you know, after, you know, Garrett Cole and even Severino. Sevy has been, you know, not great to start the year as well. But you know what? Um, I think that's it for Drew Thorpe. You know, you can go out there and add. I think every prospect we talked about is under 10% owned. So you can add, well, maybe besides Jackson Holiday, but everybody else you can add for free 99 on your Keepers Dynasty or even if you want to stash them or just throw them on your watch list in regular leagues as well. But Matt, unless you got anything else, let's wrap things up, brother. Let's do this day. All right, guys, that is all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And also thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Whether you're an everyday or a new listener, we appreciate you all for you know joining us on our journey here at Locked On Fantasy Baseball. 
And I know I kind of teased it yesterday. You know, if you listened here, you get a little surprise at the end. Matt and I have a huge, huge announcement coming up over the next week. We're not sure when we're going to be able to drop it, kind of waiting to see how things progress here. But you're going to want to make sure you stay tuned because it's kind of a more of a direct access to us, whether if it's for questions, advice, where Matt and I will be giving extra stuff than you're just getting listening to listening to the podcast for a half hour each and every day. Um, but guys, make sure you lock on for a new episode tomorrow where we provide you with the best must trade for and away players. But until then, folks, see you. Peace.